Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, as we continue in our current podcast series entitled The Great Apostasy, we have been addressing what it means to be a genuine Christian or follower of Jesus Christ the Lord. For while many claim to be so, when put to the test of scriptural scrutiny, their illegitimacy is exposed, revealing a counterfeit security, which is no security at all. To drive home a frightening point, listen to some of the statistics gathered from a recent survey of 2,500 named Christians in selected congregations. 57% of regular churchgoers say they have never had a religious experience that changed their life. More than 20% of evangelicals are not sure that heaven is a real place. And 46% agreed that God accepts the worship of all religions. Only 8% of regular church attenders believe that sharing their faith is very important. 69% of churchgoers believe that everyone will go to heaven. Three out of four Christians, or 74%, seldom have a spiritual conversation with anyone. 52% of the Christians interviewed believe that non-Christian faiths can lead to eternal life. Two out of three Christians, or 65%, said it is better to share your faith by the way you live rather than to speak about it. One in four pastors, or 25%, say that meeting a person's physical needs takes priority over telling them about Jesus. 93% of practicing Christians aren't comfortable to have a conversation about the Lord with their own grandchildren. 65% of churchgoers believe that everyone will go to heaven. And 51% don't believe that sharing their faith is an essential obligation of their Christian life. 65% of the named Christians believe that there are multiple paths to heaven, and 55% of those attending church at least once a month have not had a born-again experience. Beloved, this is just a sampling in one survey that does not cover all the named Christians in the world, and yet to me it is mind-boggling. We are talking about a life-or-death matter that seems to have escaped the notice of many, if not most of the pastors of today, who have forsaken the word of God and the true gospel of Jesus Christ in exchange for the worldly enticements that exalt man and feed his fleshly and insatiable wants. And multitudes under their care are on their way to hell because of it. We must come back to preaching the unadulterated word of God's truth, for the eternal destiny of every man and woman is truly at stake. But the Laodicea church leaders have become so lackadaisical and carnally minded that they have become bankrupt of spiritual power and discernment, and therefore not only are they oblivious to how close we are to the Lord's return, and therefore are not alerting their listeners to the critical hour in which we now live, but they have completely lost sight of salvation's mandate and the extreme measures the Lord God went to 
in order to ensure that mankind could taste of the goodness of his amazing grace and be reconciled to him forever. Beloved, have we forgotten what it cost our awesome Savior to purchase us with eternal life's guarantee? He shed his own blood and suffered a death so excruciating that no finite mind could ever fully comprehend it. How often does that vital and heart-wrenching truth bring us down on our face before his throne of grace with deepest adoration and sold-out devotion to him and him alone? When is the last time we experienced the unspeakable joy of realizing that we were lost, but now we are found? We were dead, but now we are alive in our Savior. We were sinners deserving hell, but now we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh, that the Holy Spirit would rekindle those glorious revelations within us, for they provide the impetus that stirs us on to share with others the love of Jesus and the amazing grace salvation that they too can have if only they will repent of their sins, believe and receive, and put their full trust in him. But the pseudo-gospel of today doesn't tell people that they are sinners in need of a Savior, because that is too offensive. And how will you bring in the numbers if you chase people away from your assemblies by exposing their true condition? No, they tell people they're okay and that they deserve to be blessed. They find out what people want in a church, and then they pattern it to fit their likings. They offer them the world and all it holds, and then keep them busy with programs and social outreaches that fuel them with the dead works that make them feel even better about themselves. And while they talk about the love of Jesus, which they use to cover everything from accepting homosexuality and not confronting sinners, it is not the one who is love that they are promoting. For he did not come to give people the freedom to continue in those destructive things which are completely in opposition to God's commandments and which are leading many to their eternal death, but to ransom them out of their sins and to make them new creations in him. It is a liberal Christianity that is not true Christianity at all. A Guardian commentary describes it this way. Liberal Christians rarely, if ever, talk about salvation. None of them talk at length about what Jesus did on the cross. Rather, they focus on something else. They seem to promote a lifestyle that is totally dependent on self. It's all about bettering oneself, saving oneself, and relying on one's own strength and actions. They will tell people that Jesus taught about accepting others, and for that reason, homosexuals must feel accepted and be allowed to celebrate their choice in lifestyle, regardless of what the scriptures say. They want to create a sort of utopia where everyone is fed and taken care of and nurtured, but it is in the muck and mire of self. The liberal Christians who embrace this concept simply miss the whole aim of Christianity. For them, there is no accountability. There is no challenge for their ethos to line up with what the Bible outlines for mankind. If one wants to do it and likes the way it feels, then go ahead. There is a total embrace of everything in today's society. Liberal Christianity is not centered on Christ at all. 
but instead it is centered on the world. What ends up being offered is a buffet-style Christianity, allowing people to take the portions of the Bible that make them feel good while ignoring everything else. And when challenged on what they choose to believe, they tell the accuser that he is judgmental and take out of context a verse in the Bible that says Jesus told us to judge not. But they omit the scripture that commands us as believers to speak the truth in love, in compassionate warning. For every rebellion against God's word and every sinner who has not been blood-washed by the Savior will be judged by him, and that judgment will be eternal death in the fires of hell. It is not enough to merely profess to be a Christian, for to claim faith is to actually hold to the core beliefs of that faith. Otherwise, God is being created in their image, whereby he becomes a God of their own making, who holds to what they want to be true. And the outcome of that folly is much too serious to ignore. In summary, we can safely say that there is no such thing as a liberal Christian for the two are in complete opposition to one another. A genuine Christian is a man or woman who has truly repented of their sins and completely yielded to Jesus Christ, their Savior. They are lovers of his word and followers of his ways. They are new creations in him, having been purchased by his blood and sealed by his Holy Spirit. A genuine child of God cannot be lost to him, for they are now one with him. And the joy that assurance brings is the salvation power that strengthens them when the enemy's attacks come fiercely against them. And when they sometimes slip and fall, his hand is ready to uplift them and extend more grace to help in time of need. And that is why 2 Corinthians 13.5 exhorts us to examine yourself to be sure you are really in the faith because Satan is a masterful deceiver, and his tactics are keeping many in the delusion of a false security, whereby they believe they are Christians without even understanding what that truly means. Beloved, if you are a churchgoer, and even a faithful one at that, but you have never experienced salvation's new birth miracle, please seek the Holy Spirit now. Works will not save you, nor do they indicate right standing with God. And church attendance does not make you a Christian. Jesus made salvation's mandate very clear. You must be born again. Please confess your sins today and ask Jesus to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness with his holy and sinless blood. Yield your all to him and purpose to serve and follow him and him alone all the days of your life. If you do this and mean it with all your heart, he has promised to write your name in his Lamb's book of life, and you will never have to fear death again, for you will be with him and all who have been numbered in his glorious kingdom of love and light forever. And to those who already have that magnificent assurance, again I say, rejoice, and look heavenward, beloved, for our redemption draws nigh. Maranatha, and as always, I bid you his agape.
You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you'd like to receive a CD copy of this message or you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com.